Are you ready? It's that time! Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to yet another episode of Man Buns and Jesus. Uh, Josh is telling me this is episode 26 of season two, but we don't actually know. We're just kind of spitballing here. It is. Uh, it is. I can okay, it is episode 26 of season two. It is a beautiful October Thursday here in uh, the upper Midwest. We had frost on the ground this morning. And Josh... You know what frost season means. Just around the corner, that lake just up the road is going to be frozen over, create a beautiful sheet of ice. On it's hockey season, what. boys. <laughs> um, I'm Josh Laborious. I'm the other host of the show. And uh, I woke up this morning and it was like 55 degrees outside here. So also a beautiful October day here in, in Southern California. Um, if you're watching the video, you'll notice I'm wearing a hoodie because all of our windows are open and, uh, and it's, it's a little chilly. It's, I wouldn't say it's cold, but I'm feeling a little chilly. So, uh, you can keep the frost. And when I want to see ice, I will go to a hockey rink to see (laughs) ice. Um, no. So, uh, from the, from the beginning, all those 50, I think 51 episodes ago now, uh, Ben and I, have ignored the typical rule of podcasts where like you have a central theme and a consistent like approach to things um with the with the approach of we do what we want (laughs) in the spirit of that it's hockey season we're both hockey fans and we do what we want so this episode of man buns and jesus is about hockey so buckle (laughs) up (laughs) Um, yeah, so starting off this, this will be very valuable to you, especially if you're not a hockey person, because during this upcoming season, you will be able to better interact with your pastor. If you're a member of our congregations, if you at least kind of understand how hockey works, (laughs) because I gotta be honest, like my mood on certain days may or may not be tied to how well the predators did the previous night so there you go um same same uh sentiment but minnesota wild and that's dangerous to say because i'm actually in a hockey city uh the red wings are a big deal here Ooh, Um, i'm sorry to all of you who are red wings fans that's just unfortunate for you yeah they had decades of uh playoff success and and uh, since then they've had years of sadness (laughs) this is most certainly true (laughs) um so we we want to start off with just the fundamentals of hockey and uh i think the very most fundamental thing is this if you end the game with more points you win they are called points they are also acceptably called goals so keep that in mind. There are no touchdowns in hockey. I I don't know what there are no runs in hockey. 
I guess. You, hey, Josh, I think I need to butt in here and actually correct you already. Oh, really? Yes. My understanding is that they are only called goals because points is a different category. That's, you are correct. You are correct. Both on a team scale and on an individual level. Yes. (laughs) We'll get to that later, though. (laughs) We'll get to that later. Okay, so so you continue, continue, because I'm obviously, I messed up already. (laughs) Uh, As a native Minnesotan, I pride myself in my ability to, to not to like deeply understand the sport of hockey and have no clue how to speak it with an outsider. So um, this is a different different language for all of you who. Yeah. Uh, When, when somebody has uh, a a full head of hair that is well-styled in hockey, uh, you don't call that long hair. You call that a spicy salad. Dude, if, I feel like we need to dedicate some time to all the hockey slang. And if it is especially uh, well-groomed, it is some spicy arugula. Uh, like, you just gotta... <laughs> if, you, if you need a, a, a quick um, overview of some hockey hair slang, go ahead and watch the Minnesota State High School All Hockey Hair Team videos. Um things of beauty anyway uh that's that's another hockey term right there anyway (laughs) registered beauticians that's what that is basics of hockey on on the ice at any given time each team should have six players and i say should because there are some caveats to that generally you're going to see the team on the ice with three forwards two defensemen and a goalie and that generally means that they're about where you expect them to be. The forwards are in the front. The defensemen are behind them, closer to the goal that they are defending. And the goalie stays in, in front the of goal. the goal. Yes. Except in very rare circumstances. Yes. At which point they get yelled at by broadcasters because they aren't tending the goal. Yes. Um, anyway, it's literally in their name. Yeah, literally in their name. Anyway, well, not just broadcasters. I yell at my goalie when he leaves the goal too much. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Get back in there, Soros. <laughs> um, but the players are kind of constricted as to in as to where they can move on the ice at any given time. So it's probably good that we kind of describe what an NHL rink looks like. Cause that's the majority of the hockey that you're going to see on TV. Um, and that's how the college game is played more or less and high school games are played more or less. So on the ice, you'll see uh, three red lines, a solid red line that goes through the posts of the goal on each end of the ice now, there is space between the back of the goal and the back of the rink. So you can like you can yeah. skate behind the goal. Yes. Important note. And then there is a uh, dashed, often dashed, but can be solid red line uh, through the center of the ice. Um, that is literally just defining the center of the rink. Uh, doesn't really have too much of a purpose outside of that. There are a couple of rules that we might cover later that it does apply for, but for the most part, you just need to know that that's the middle of the rink. 
And then there are two blue lines that are uh, on opposite sides of that center red line. Those blue lines define what is called the, the offensive zone uh, for the team that is attacking specifically. And, and respectively, the defensive zone for the defending team. Exactly. Uh, and the big piece that the blue lines uh, really indicate is one, offsides, which we'll get to later, and two, uh, whether the team that is in the offensive zone is still on offense, essentially. Which um, matters most, like, that matters mostly for reasons of statistics, right? I mean, and, it's good to be on offense, and it's it's tougher to yeah. be on defense, but, like, the player on the ice isn't like, oh, I'm in the offensive zone. I feel better about my, like, they're still just trying to play their role. Yeah, and it also matters for, like, what kind of possession you have of the puck. Um, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Also, it's played with a puck, so it's about yay Hold on, big. I have one. I have one. Oh, Josh has got one. It's about three inches across, about an inch deep, made of solid rubber. Those things are hard. They're heavy. They're a pain in the butt if you take one off the leg. They're usually not gold. Uh, they're usually black. Yeah, this uh, this is a Predators like uh, limited edition puck that my wife um, and I got from Bridgestone Arena, which is the Predator Stadium. By the nice. way, if anyone's listening and they really they really love Josh and you want to like make my year, send me on vacation to Nashville with tickets to Preds games. <laughs> like that's that's like pretty close to if I could pick any perfect vacation, it would be I want to go to Nashville during a week where there are multiple Preds games and go to all of them. That's <laughs> I'm a simple man with all simple right. tastes. Um yeah. So that's what your rank looks like. Well, no, we got face-off dots, and those are. Oh there boy. are what five of them? No, nine, of, nine them. of them. Nine of them. So, at center ice, there's one. That's where you drop the puck to start the game. Uh, the game is divided. Hold on, in hold, on hold on, time out. Y'all, if you don't know what a hockey rink looks like, pause this. Google what a hockey rink looks like. Mm -hmm. and and we've described the major pieces the red dots that you see nine of those are the face-off dots yep there we just saved some time yeah two of them are in each zone there's four around the center dot and then there's the center dot itself um those are important for different things that are they'll come up later also you decide who has possession of the puck by what's called a face-off where the ref drops the puck from about waist height uh, between two guys who have their sticks on the ice, and then they fight for it, basically. Um, which I think is a good segue into the rules of hockey, which this is one of the things I appreciate about appreciate about the sport because they're very straightforward rules. It's not like the NFL where like they have a million different things that decide whether or not something is a catch. Um, I'm not going to go through a rule book. I'm going to tell you what you will actually see called and what triggers it because there are obviously technical definitions but what the refs call on the ice is what matters so and i want to start with the one rule that i don't think anyone actually understands and that is what it takes to get thrown out of a face-off circle because <laughs> a lot of times at that face-off where you know ben was talking about they drop the puck um the ref can stop 
and point to one of the two players waiting for the faceoff, and they have to leave and they have to trade for another player on their team. And I think the technical reading is like they're trying to pull too early or they're like their stance is not what it should be. Like their feet are, are closer or farther than they should be. But really what it comes down to is if you, if you annoy the ref, he's going to throw you out of the face, face off circle because nope. it's not like really a penalty. Like, yes, you want your best guy in the face off circle, but like a professional hockey player, all of them have been doing face offs for decades. So like not the defense, anyone you, well, yeah, but any, anyone who ends up in the face off circle is going to be competent. So it's like a kind of, another kind of rule is, is offsides and icing, which let's, they, let's you go have to, this. <laughs> from, from the face off circle, one of those two teams games gains possession of the puck. They are then passing and trying to go towards the goal that they are shooting on. Along yes. the way, the next thing that they are going to encounter rule-wise is offside. Yeah, we watch different teams if you think that's the next thing that they're going to encounter, but continue. <laughs> the, the next thing that they are going to encounter on their quest to score a goal is offside. <laughs> their quest to score a goal. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so offside means that the puck has to be the first thing into the zone on offense for a team. Um. And what so that you means can't is, just camp a player by the other team's goal yeah. and pass yep. it all the way down the ice to him. Yep. And so when a, an, a team is on offense and they're trying to get into their offensive zone, go over the other team's blue line, the puck needs to be the first thing in. That means you often see one guy go in first and other guys follow, or you see the team dump the puck in and other players will chase it. Um, think like a... a a leading pass in soccer is kind of a similar play uh, or a kick in rugby, though. That's even more niche. So I don't know why that's a good example. Yeah, no. um, a leading kick in soccer. That's just a lot more violent at the end. <laughs> yes. Yeah, basically. Um, and then once the team gains possession of the puck in their offensive zone, um, they are all allowed to stay in that offensive zone until the puck goes back over the blue line, at which point they all need to leave the offensive zone. Otherwise, they're offside. Um, and the when the defending team takes possession of the puck, they have to work it out. And here's where that middle red line um, comes in into play. Because if they, if the, they shoot the puck to the other side of the ice, just from behind it. that red line <laughs> and their player is not the first one to get to it that's an icing so the pu play stops the puck drop gets dropped back on their in their defensive zone and here's the big thing they cannot change the players who are on the ice the other team can get a because hockey players work in very quick rotations right 30 seconds to a minute for a lot of the offensive players. Defenders tend to sit on the ice a little bit longer, but they get tired fast. So if you've been on the ice a while and you just dump the puck down because you're exhausted, you don't get to leave. You have to stay. And that's, that's why that one can be a big deal sometimes. Yep. Um, 
but now we get to i unless you're gonna stop me again uh we get to talk about the fun penalties no i was gonna do something else first oh okay so then once the team is in the offensive zone their their goal is to score a goal their objective is to score a goal their quest is to, is to score a goal um and your mission should you choose to accept it uh the defensive team is trying to stop them um most often in a hockey game what you're going to see is uh the a team will shoot and a goalie will freeze the puck that means that the goalie catches the puck and holds on to it and after a couple of seconds the ref has to blow the whistle and it goes to a face-off um Sometimes those beautiful, beautiful moments happen where an offensive team puts everything together and a puck finds its way into the net. And then you are required to yell at the top of your lungs and terrify your dog. These are facts. Um... <laughs> but there are lots of things that either team can do illegally, either while they have the puck or otherwise. Those are called penalties. And this is where that caveat earlier of they're supposed to have six players on the ice comes into play. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, with penalties, there are two major kinds of penalties, minors and majors. For a minor, and the, most penalties are minors. There's actually For a, a minor, third, but we'll get to that later. Yes. Well, I think, you like, you can Game probably misconduct. Count, right. And you can probably count four for double minors. Anyway. Um, That's just two minors, though. Yeah. So a minor penalty means you, as if you commit it as a player, you have to go to the penalty box, which is a box that is it's on the opposite side of the rink as the benches. And you have to go sit in. It's like a timeout. You have to go sit <laughs> like a kid's timeout, not like a sports timeout. You have yep. to go sit in the penalty box until the timer goes out and then you can go out. The The detriment to your team is a player does not get to replace you. So if you normally have six people on the ice, if you take a penalty, then you have five people on the ice. If another person on your team takes a penalty, you only have four people on the ice. I think from there, if another person on your team takes a penalty, the other team starts getting extra players. They don't I make you go to, do they make I you go down you a, to two? No, they give you a penalty shot. Oh, it doesn't happen very often that you see that many players going at once because you play more and more conservatively the less players you have on the ice, right? So, and then a, a major, you go to the box for five minutes. And if it, so if you, if your team has a minor, if you have a player in the box for a minor and the other team scores a goal, you get your player back. The penalty is considered over. May if it's a major, you do not get to they can score goals, they can keep going. Um, and you don't get to come back in until your five minutes is up. Um, the the and Ben and I might see different penalties because my team plays a different style than his does. Um, but the most common penalty, the, the minor penalties you will see a lot are you will see cross checking. Before you get into your list, Josh, why don't we just read off the list of minors? Because most of them are pretty self-explanatory. Oh, sure. Yeah, go for it. So the list of minors are as follows. 
Uh, boarding, which we'll come back to because that one's kind of hard to explain. Charging, also kind of hard to explain. Um, but contact to the head, makes sense. Cross-checking, you can't just take your stick and throw it into a guy's back. Uh, delay of game, when you do something to make the game delayed. Elbowing, you can't throw bows. Uh, slashing, you can't take your sick stick and use it as a samurai sword. Uh, roughing is what it sounds like. You can't be excessively rough. Obstruction, you can't interfere with a player that's trying to play the puck. Um, high sticking, you got to keep your stick. Uh, you can't play the puck above the level of the net, which is at about four foot. Um, so you'll most often see this called when a stick hits someone in the face. Neon. Yeah, I, high sticking as a minor penalty means you hit someone with your stick. Yeah, playing the puck with a high stick just means play stops and you go to a face-off circle. Yes. Yep. Kneeing, obvious. Holding, also obvious. Holding the stick, somehow a different penalty, also obvious. Uh, interference. This is very similar to obstruction, um, but obstruction I think is specifically for the goalie. Interference. No, I got that back. No interference oh. is for the goalie. Interference is for the goalie. Obstruction is for out out ice players. Hooking. You can't take the blade of your stick and hook it around someone to slow them down. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Don't be a jerk. Episode one. Episode one. Yeah. Tripping. Can't trip other players. Yeah. yeah. Most of them are obvious. I think some of the ones that are a little more flexible. So in hockey, it is totally acceptable to level someone. Mm -hmm. As long as you hit them kind of from like a safe direction and they have a chance, like they see you coming mm -hmm. kind of, you can level someone that's not roughing. Roughing is like a dirty hit. You hit them from behind. You, you like go for their knees, like something like that. You punch them in the face and you're not fighting. Yeah. Uh, that could be roughing. Slashing yeah. is interesting because like, if you're, if you're like tapping someone with the stick on their legs or something, most of the time you won't get a slashing penalty unless you're tripping them, in which case it's a tripping penalty. Slashing most often gets called when you hit them on the stick or hands. That's when, and, and the reason for that, the reason for almost all these rules, it's a safety thing. Mm -hmm. it, you don't want people hitting each other in the hands because your hands have a lot of little bones that break pretty easily. So yes. you don't want people swinging these, these fiberglass sticks. I think they're fiberglass yeah. um, at each other in, in that way. Uh, like most of those rules are for safety. The, the tripping one, I guess, is pro and the interference, those are more to keep the, the game fair. But yep. most of these are, let's not actually try to injure each other on the ice. Um, and then major penalties. There's only Hang one on. I really Before we do about. that, let's circle back to boarding and charging. Boarding? You can, okay. You can Charging? You can... I have never seen charging called. I know it exists, but I have never seen it called in a game. So boarding, you are not allowed to hit a defenseless, defenseless player into the boards. If they know you're there and they can see you coming, you're allowed Go to hit it. them into the boards. The um, boards are the, are the walls around the side of the ring. Yes. To clarify. Yes. Uh, charging. Basically, you need to not be going top speed into a player uh, when you hit them. So there, there's a certain distance. I think you're supposed to glide before you hit a player. 
or there's a certain number of steps that you're allowed to take before it's considered charging. Um, basically, you just can't be hit hitting a guy at full speed uh, or it's a penalty. Um, Which I the reason it doesn't happen a lot is because most hockey – so hockey players are very defensive of their teammates. Mm-hmm. And if you charge one of their teammates, there are going to be repercussions for you besides going to the penalty box. Mm-hmm. Can, do I get to talk about majors now? Yes. Do you want me to li- read the list? I guess. There's just one I'm excited to talk about. That's fair. So the the list of, of majors in, in hockey is as follows. Butt ending, which use the butt of your stick to jab someone. Checking from behind. Fighting. Fight instigating. Uh, holding or grasping of the face mask. Pushing off an opponent with your skate, uh, leaving the bench during an altercation, spearing, or this is the caveat: any minor penalty that is deemed deliberate with an intent to injure the opposing player. So any of those penalties we've already talked about, if the ref determines this was completely malicious, say uh, this happened in the playoffs last year and it was actually completely missed, but a guy wound up with both hands like at the bottom of his stick um, and samurai jacked his opponent um, breaking his stick over the guy's arm. Um, And it was, it was missed at the moment, but the NHL released a statement saying later saying that should have been a major slashing. Yeah. So given that list, only one major penalty gets called frequently. And it's it's a yeah yeah they're fighting majors. So it within the rules of hockey, if you go up to another player and agree that you guys are gonna fight, you both and the signal for this is you both drop your gloves. So they are both bare fisted when they're fighting. You drop your stick, you drop the gloves, and this is one of the beautiful things about hockey: the refs let the fight go until someone is on the ice or if something like actually seriously dangerous starts to happen, sometimes they'll break it up. Um, but, and then you fight. That's like, it, they punch each other really in the face until, until one of them goes down to the ice, which like you say, oh, that's barbaric. They're on the ice on ice skates. Like it's pretty hard to generate a ton of force like you rarely even see people bleeding or losing teeth from a fight because like you're on the ice, you're on skates. You can only generate so much force and fights don't last a really long time because again, you're on ice when you're getting punched and you're punching, you're going to fall over pretty quickly. Um, so, and the other thing with a fighting major is both players always get the five. Sometimes someone will get an instigator penalty which is an additional two minutes, but both, both players get the five minutes. Um, so from a team perspective, they let it go. So you'll play five on five. You'll continue to have a full, all, all six players on the ice, um, five skaters on the ice. And uh, hockey fights play a very important role. I mentioned earlier, like if you commit a charging penalty, you're gonna have other issues. This is your other issue. 
because most teams have at least one player who their thing is they drop gloves. The Nashville Predators have an entire team of players who drop gloves um, <laughs> because that's who our coach is, and I love every second of it. But if if you're, especially against the other team's star player, if you're committing penalties you shouldn't be, someone is going to come up to you and say, listen, I'm going to beat your face in. I'm either going to get a roughing or we're going to fight. And a lot of times it's a fight. Um, so it's it's you're sticking up for your teammate. You're, you're defending. And sometimes you just get it emotionally. Like last year, there was a game where the San Jose Sharks lost by like nine goals. It was terrible. They were just getting their tails whooped. And someone on the other team scored another goal and they fought. They dropped gloves and they fought because they're like, you didn't need to score that goal. Stop that. Um, there was another there. I forget who the two teams were. Uh, this was back in the COVID season. But one of the players on the team committed a disgustingly dirty hit in the previous time they had played. Oh, was and, this the whole Tom Wilson of the Capitals? Yeah, they yep, were playing the yep. Rangers. And uh, <laughs> I believe it was the Rangers. And um, every time that the guy stepped foot on the ice, the Rangers saw fit to fight him. And so yeah. he was in the box, I think, three or four times that night on fighting majors. And I think in that in the first period of that game, there were like seven fights, which nor like in a in your average NHL game, you might have one. There were seven. And I believe the next time those two teams played, before the game started, everyone on the ice dropped gloves and the entire teams fought. So like <laughs> there the entire first line for each team had to go to the box for the first five minutes of the game. Um, so I love I love hockey fights. I think they have a place. I think they have a good place. And in reality, guys don't really get hurt very often. Mostly you get embarrassed, right? Um, but I, the Nashville Predators, which is my favorite team, as I mentioned, we have fighters. And one of them is a registered beautician named Tanner Janot, who last year, as a rookie, he had the most fights in the league. He had 14 fights. And there is a wonderful website called HockeyFights.com. <laughs> who keeps track of fights. They tell you what the game was, who it was against when the fight was so if you would i don't know want to go back and watch the fight you could um and they'll explain the circumstances that led to the fight if if warranted and they declare winners because like you don't actually declare a winner in the fight like the rest don't say oh this person won but you can tell so they have a polling system and they find out who won so of his 14 fights last season he won 12 of them and the two he lost it was like a 49 percent vote against him so um I love Tanner Janot. He is, he might be my favorite hockey player right now. Yeah. It's also worth noting the NHL has been trying to crack down on it back when I started Goalies watching. Goalies don't fight anymore, which is sad, but. You say that. <laughs> I was at a game last year between the Wild and the Red Wings. And the only reason that there wasn't a goalie fight was because the uh, the Red Wings goalie got held back by his defenseman. The Wilds <laughs> goalie had already come all the way down the ice to fight the Red Wings goalie. 
It was wild. Anyway. Um, and yeah, the, I, yeah. I don't think we mentioned this. Anytime you get a minor, if you draw blood on the other player, it becomes you get a second minor and they don't go away. So you're in the box for four minutes and you're they can, the other team can score as many times as they want. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes like if someone gets slashed in the nose, you'll see them before the ref walks over kind of like hitting themselves in the nose to try to encourage uh, a little bit of bleeding to happen. Uh, you, you, you're not supposed to, but players do it anyway, um, because you get you get the extra penalty minutes if they drew blood. So, yeah, and there's also you can get that's one way you can get a double minor. Um, another way you can get a double minor is there's this thing called a delayed penalty, um, where a penalty will be called by the refs, but as long as the team on offense still has control of the puck especially in their offensive zone, the ref will wait off or hold off on actually enforcing the penalty and blowing the whistle until that play kind of fizzles out or ends. And at that point, when the penalty is called, the team that the, the penalty was committed against will pull their goalie, send a sixth skater onto the ice, and they'll play six on five, basically. Because the second the, the other team touches the goal the penalties called and play stops. So they can't score on the empty net. They can, but only if the team on offense accidentally pushes it back. Yeah, it has to be an own goal. Which also happened in a wild game last year, and it was hilarious. It's just sad. Yes. Um, Anyway, but during that time, if you were the person who had a minor called on you to begin with, if you committed a second minor, you can also get called for that and end up in the box for a double minor. Yeah. So now you, as our listener, should have at least a fundamental understanding of how the game works. So hopefully you cannot go to a hockey game with me and yell about wanting stupid penalties that didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. I love whatever team I'm rooting for as much as you do, probably more. Um, but don't call for penalties that didn't happen. Anyway. Uh, before we get, I, I'm really excited for our last session, Ben, and I think you are too. But before we get there, I do want to do a quick rundown of hockey player lingo because I have noticed that as hockey season goes deeper, I tend to use at least a little bit more of it. Um, so be prepared if you're in my congregation. Um, I, I found a list online from the hockeywriters.com. I don't know how great it is because I haven't seen, I haven't heard some of these. Uh, but anyway, I'm a Southern hockey fan, so that might be why I haven't heard of. So actually, let's do this. We're going to play a game. I'm going to tell you the player lingo and Ben, you tell me if you think you know what it means. Okay. Okay. Go for it. And an apple. It's an assist. It's an assist. Bar downskis. It's when you hit the top crossbar of the goal and it goes in. <sighs> what a, what a barn. Uh, that's your rank. Yep. A barn burner. Uh, it's a close game in your rank. Uh, used to describe a high-scoring, fast, fast-paced, and exciting game. All right. So, close. A beautician. Uh, that's a very skilled player. Yeah. Well, I, I love their definition. A player on, on the team that's talented both on the ice 
and loved off the ice by the rest of the team. Typically has great flow, which means great hair, mm-hmm. great hands, and can wheel ladies off the ice. Uh, we'll get there later. A bender. A bender? I don't know if I know that one. A player who is awful at hockey and whose ankles bend inward because his skates don't fit right. <laughs> Biscuit. That's your puck. Bread basket. Uh, that means you're putting it right on a player's tape, usually, if you're putting it right in the bread basket. Yeah. Bucket. Um, I think that has kind of a similar meaning, doesn't it? No, the bucket is your helmet. Oh, I knew that right. one. You're right. I don't know why I didn't think of that one. Oh, this is an easy one. Uh, Selly. It's a celebration. You score, you better celebrate. Yeah. There is a there's a great rap song uh, called Dangle, Snipe, and Selly that I think you should all listen to, and I will be linking to this uh, podcast. Chell. Uh, that's the NHL 2K. No, it's the NHL. It's an EA uh, franchise. NHL the video game. Yep. Chicklets. Yep. Those are your teeth. Yep. Uh, chirp. That is to uh, badmouth the other team. It's also known as um, talking trash. Yep, trash talk. Uh, a clapper. That is a slap shot. It's the sound that the stick hit, uh, makes as it hits the ice. Sounds like hands clapping, but really loud. Coast to coast. It's when you go from one end of the ice to the other. Usually I feel like that's not that. a hockey unique one. That's No. A duster. Uh, I mean, to be a dusty player just means you're wearing really flashy equipment, um, but you don't necessarily earn it. Um, so I'm guessing a, a duster is probably the person wearing all of the flashy equipment. The description here is may or may not also be a bender, but is definitely very bad at hockey, gets little ice time. And when he does get out on the ice, it's at the end of the game when the score doesn't matter. Okay. Um, Flow. Hair. They have a great picture of Eric Carlson here. With great <laughs> hockey flow. Uh, for the boys. I mean, that just means you're being a good teammate. Yeah. It used to describe any actions that the rest of the team enjoys or when a player makes a sacrifice for the team. Uh, Gordy Howe hat trick. <laughs> That's what a goal and assist in a fight in the same game. <laughs> Goal assistant of fight. A grinder. Uh, that's your player that just they they do a lot of uh, very physical things. So it's oftentimes a good defender, but also somebody who's not afraid to fight. Um, digs out pucks in the corner. Um, go, oftentimes goes up against the other team's best offensive players, but they know that they're just going to have to lay their body on the line to do whatever they can to keep the puck out of the net. Yeah, Hoser. Ooh, I knew this one. I didn't know this one. Is it somebody with a good shot? No, a hoser is a loser. Because Ah. back in the early days, the losing team had to ice down the rink afterward. Had to, like, spray the water on the... That makes um, sense. Lay the lumber on him. (laughs) Uh, Usually that means that you are dropping a heavy hit on your opponent. Stick may or may not be included. 
Uh, ben already covered this one. Lettuce or flow or salad. Um, light the lamp. Score a goal. When, the, when you score a goal in hockey, there's somebody behind the net whose, whose entire job it is just to watch the back of the net. And if the, the puck goes in the net, they hit a button and a little lamp goes off. Hence the term, light the lamp. Lip sweater. That's, oh, I don't like that one. A mustache. Um, mitts. I mean, that's just your gloves, right? Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's... Um, pylon. <laughs> uh, somebody who's attempting to play defense, but is so bad at it. It's just like skating around a cone in practice. Yeah, pylon is just a great general insult, too. <laughs> uh, sauce or saucy. Uh, usually that means like really, really good touch. Um, often used to refer to a, like a, a really well-placed, delicate pass between sticks, legs, you know, whatever the case may be. The show. That's uh, the NHL. Yep. Uh, snipe. That means you are firing a very, very firm shot into a very small target area, uh, beating a goalie through a gap that they thought they had covered. So we have Dangle, Snipe, and Selly. Dangle is the handling, Snipe is the shot, and Selly is the reaction. Uh, top cheese. That means you're going above the uh, goalie's shoulders, beating them to either side of their face mask. Uh, turtle. Uh, usually means that you're along the boards and you're trying to protect yourself. At least that's the way that I understand it. Yeah. Well, here it says when one of the players in a fight would rather not and just uh, crouches and covers himself. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I think uh, I've heard, yeah, I've heard that in other references too. Wheeling. Um, I think you're going to get this one wrong. I feel like there's two different ways this could be used. So I've heard it referenced in in like the way that other sports will use it, where somebody with wheels has speed. Uh, so somebody wheeling around the ice is just somebody flying around the ice and using their speed to their advantage. Or uh, one of the famous hockey celebrations is to uh, skate down the ice with your arm floating around in a circle uh, in kind of a fist pumpy motion, uh, but over and over and over again. And I would assume that this is in reference to the latter. Wheeling is uh, the act of picking up girls. No, I also heard that one before. Yeah. Uh, and this is the only one that they missed. Uh, dangle, which yeah. means like you handle the puck really well, but it's not on this list. So uh, I'm going through the comments to see if they added any that, that weren't on the list. But yeah, uh, so those... Those are hockey lingo and boys also get like the, the, the guys on the team, it's the boys. And it's important to note that hockey nicknames are really easy. Typically it's the guy's last name with a, with a Y with a Y on the end. So some, or, or, or an S -Y. Yeah. So like, uh, we have Joe Hansen on our team. He's Joey. We have Forsberg on our team. He's Forzy. Uh, Janot is just Janot, although the, his teammates, when asked, just say, he's a bad man. <laughs> um, 
Shore, uh, the famous uh, Shore from uh, Letterkenny is Shorzy. Mm -hmm. And he's a hero to the people. Um, <laughs> so uh, I said that I was excited. Ben's excited about this um, this last section, which we're going to close. I don't think we're going to do takeaways today because really there's there's not much. Just learn. Um, so our closing segment today is we're going to go through the list of NHL teams and tell you which ones a good Christian can root for. <laughs> I think it's just whether or not we think from our perspective it's acceptable for, to root for this team. And I will add the caveat. If you live in the metropolitan region of any of these teams and you have ties to that area, you are allowed to root for that team. Yes. If you live outside that metropolitan region, then these rules apply. Yes. I'm, I have the, the standings up for the season that is currently underway in which both of our teams aren't doing so hot. Um, and we're just going to go down the list and gut reaction and you get like a sentence per team as to okay. why you think people should or shouldn't root for that team. Bruins. Uh, sure. I'm going to say they, no, have, they have Brad Marchand which I think is one of the most entertaining players in hockey. So also sure. probably the dirtiest player in hockey though. Definitely the dirtiest player in hockey. <laughs> I, I I'm going with no, cause I think they're too pretentious. No, that's, I can see where that would come from. Yes. Uh, Florida Panthers. Go for it. They've earned their, they've earned their way. They're fun to watch, but I don't think hockey should exist in Miami. Uh, <laughs> Ottawa senators. I don't care. They're a Canadian team, so take that with what you will. They're they're honestly like the uh, hockey equivalent of the Detroit Lions. So if you like suffering, it's a good team for you. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Or or this next one, the Buffalo Sabers. Okay, uh, I mean, go for it if you kind of hate yourself a little bit. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. For the same reason, I don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their big, their big thing is we used to be really good and they just suck now. So get over yourselves. Get the Red Wings have a lot of cool history and they've got a strong fan base already. So if you don't live in the state of Michigan, find another team. <laughs> uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, if you want to root for this team, you can, but just get ready to go to playoffs and then be disappointed. Yep. Yep. Because that's all they're good at is getting yep. to the playoffs and then not doing anything there. It's like being a Senators or Sabres fan, but without, but with hope. Yeah. But with hope that gets destroyed rather than like gently laid down. So uh, like later. being a Vikings fan, it's very similar to being a Vikings yeah, fan. It's, it, it's almost identical to be honest. Um, Tampa lightning. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm going to go. They're no. too I, good and it's disgusting. And they they kind of cheated with their salary cap to win one yeah. of their cups. And I also still rule applies. Hockey should not exist in Florida. Um, Even Montreal though they Can have that many teams. Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> I'm going to say no because they picked such a stupid name. What are we going to be? We'll be the Canadians, you know, because we're in Canada. <laughs> I mean, stop it. To be Their fair logo to them, also looks dumb. They're the most successful team in the history of the NHL. They've won like 26 Stanley Cups. 
and they That's play in the they city. played back when there were like zero teams in the league there were six but you're right um and they play in the city that invented poutine so i can't trash them too much <laughs> uh carolina hurricanes i like i like the canes they're a fun team they're a good team go for it root for they'd be my favorite team if i wasn't a preds fan fair i'm gonna agree with that penguins i hate the penguins they took a stanley cup from us and i'm still not over it they're they're and and what's his name uh sydney crosby is basically a human cheat code yes well not anymore but he used to be yes uh i think it's acceptable to be a penguins fan you just got to realize in about three years they're gonna have to go through a total rebuild so expect failure in the near future uh philadelphia flyers they play kind of dirty i'm not a big fan yeah same capitals yes i like the capitals alexander ovechkin is a hero to the people and he drinks coca-cola out of his gatorade bottle on the sidelines so go for it root for the capitals you can root for the caps but you have to boo tom wilson yes Uh, yes good rule good rule New Jersey Devils. Again, if you want to be sad, go for yeah. it. Know that you will be forever asking yourself, what does a good goalie look like? Uh, <laughs> New York Rangers. I'm surprised they're that low. Um, I have nothing against the Rangers. They're, they should be pretty good. I don't know why they're that low in the standings. They, they I mean, obviously get- I do. They didn't win a lot, but or they haven't won a lot, but. Yeah, it's also early in the year. Uh, New York Islanders. Sure, I don't care. Yeah, they're they're kind of vanilla. Go ahead. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. No. I I don't like them because I went to a game and their fans are terrible. Mm. That's the reason I don't like the, the Blue Jackets. I... I don't mind them as much, but it's another team where you're going to expect to suffer. Um, they're they're bad. Dallas Stars. Ah, no, no. They play dirty. They are uh, do not like the Dallas Stars. And another team that shouldn't exist where it's placed. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, it's hard. I feel like I have to say you should hate them because they're so freaking good. Yeah. But like you, you can admire them. I can't them, tell you, you a reason beyond that. You you can admire them, but you are required to not like them. They're like the New York. Well, they're currently like the New York Yankees of hockey. Yeah, they're just so so flipping good. Yep, Blackhawks. Uh, they're a rival of the Predators, so I I have to say get get rid of them. And their whole franchise is a mess. They're like personal reasons and professional reasons. Oh yeah. 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 Uh St. Louis Blues. Uh disgusting. Yes. My least favorite team in the league because of Eric. And you Ben knows who I'm talking about. Yep. Jets. Jets. Uh I'll give them I'll give them some credit because they a long time ago they were the Atlanta Thrashers. Which means they should get some credit for you because they left the South and went to a quote unquote natural hockey place. Yep. They play in the smallest market in the NHL, so I I definitely like that for them. Uh, Minnesota Wild, yes. Eh. <laughs> Nashville Predators, 
Yes, they're the best team in the league. Uh, but if you root for that team, for, be prepared for a lot of stability, um, a lot of fights, and a lot of questions as to why aren't we winning more games? Because on paper, we're a lot better than this. And you're required to bring a catfish to the arena. That's my Correct. understanding. Correct. Okay. It must be thrown on the ice in, in preparation for the game. Uh, Phoenix Coyotes. Hockey the Arizona Coyotes, the they're just, oh, that's right. they're just so that's right. bad. That's right. They Chris and I went to a game last season, and there are more fans at the minor league team we go to than we're at this Coyotes game. It was pitiful. And the, Hockey the, shouldn't the, exist in the desert. Uh, yeah. Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I'm okay with them now. When they first started, they were, they were uppity. Their but management is still a bunch like, of jerks. And also, hockey shouldn't exist in the desert. <laughs> Calgary Flames. I don't like them. They've signed some players that I don't think they should have signed. Because they're dirty players. Eh, that's fair. They've got, they've got some players that can test your nerves. But they're also a good team. And they that's play in true. Canada. Edmonton Oilers. They don't, they're, they're the ones that have like one good player, but he's good enough to, they're good. The, the two good have, players are enough to carry the entire team wherever they want to go. They have like two of the top five players in the league and the rest of the team is kind of crap. So if, if you like teams like that, it's a good yeah. team for you. Uh, Seattle Kraken. Really cool mascot. They did good with that one. And for mm -hmm. that reason, go ahead and root for them if you want. Yep. They're not, and they're, they're not very good. No. <laughs> their jerseys are sweet. They're not yeah, very good. But they did. Their branding is good. Yep. LA Kings. Uh, Sam, if you ever listen to this, I'll give them my third favorite team in the league. I'm going to say no, because they stole Gretzky from Canada. Sharks. <laughs> nope. Get them out of here. Disgusting. They're dirty players, and they're, I mean, the Kings also hate them. Because they're California rivals. I'm also going to say no. Ducks. <laughs> Those I'm, Disneyland, I'm, they don't know what they're doing. I'm going to say no because you shouldn't name a team after a Disney movie. Uh, and Canucks. That's another one like, what are we going to name ourselves? We're in Canada. I, Canadians is taken. Canucks, why not? Stupid. I'll second that. They're the they're the last team in the league. So if you want to real if you want to be a fan of the literal worst team in the league, their quote true. their coach is an is an amazing quote. So if you like coaches that go off and say things how they are, <laughs> if Bruce you Blinder, like the press conferences that. more than the games, then yes. then go for it. Yeah, you'll get plenty of good Bruce Bruce Boudreaux quotes. So perfect. With those things, that's it. Uh, that's been about an hour of hockey talk from yeah, the theology uh, podcast. So next time will be theology. Subscribe to our show so you don't miss that. And we have a Facebook page if you want to reach out to us. Yep. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs>